a lot of the people coming are like stand-up fans like that's who was buying the pizza at the very at the beginning after the first couple i was getting repeat customers and they were ordering more and food is one of these things that it doesn't matter how much you like the person making it if the food sucks you're not going back what's happening what's good dough it's your boy I drift. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, in case you're wondering. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This podcast is all about leveling up your pizza game. And today, we level up our pizza game through a hilarious conversation with Mal Hall. Mal is a professional comedian who turned to pizza making because of the pandemic. Instead of having the ability to go on tour with the likes of Joe Coy and Angela Johnson, he was forced to stay at home. In this conversation, we also talk about how to improve your wood fire game. Mal recommends using charcoal. We talk about how to make a rational, emotionless decision when choosing your oven. Last but not least, Mal and I talk about how word of mouth still goes a long way. And so if you love and support an artist if you dig their work, dig their pizza, dig their comedy skit, dig their podcast, you know what I'm saying? Please share that with your friends and family. I just want to take a moment to inform folks that this podcast is on YouTube and I actually want you to watch it there instead. Why? Because this podcast is so funny and you just need to see like the banter and interactions between Mal and I. It is funny. But if you want to just listen to it on audio, I don't blame you. But if you do want to check out that video, the link is in the show notes. I want to give a special shout out to Uni for sponsoring the episode. Mal and I are both Uni users and we love it. Mal uses the Uni Pro to get his wood-fired pizza on, and I use the Uni Coda 16 because gas is so simple. And now they have the Uni Karu 16, and it gives you the best of both worlds and some. So, if you want to level up your pizza game, make sure to check out that link in the show notes. It has my affiliate link. Thank you in advance for using that, and no, it doesn't cost you anything additional. Also, if you're going to get an Uni, Coda 16, or any gas oven, you got to get some propane with that too. So make sure to check out the link in the show notes for the Cinch website, C-Y-N-C-H, and you will get a $10 propane refill using my referral. This is a special code that you can use. You should definitely take advantage of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good, though? Mal, thank you so much for being on the show today. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, man. I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, finishing out this Memorial Day weekend, you know, getting ready to launch into the short week. Good. Chill. Oh, I love those short weeks. Yeah. First question for you. There is no right or wrong answer. What's good, though? What's good, though? Um... I'll tell you what's good. What what's good though, uh, as far as the the slang meaning of that that question, um, it's good that we're coming to the end of this crazy time. Like we could see that light at the end of the tunnel, so we can be around our friends and socialize and travel and 
and go and see and eat all the things that we've been denied in this crazy pandemic. Um, as far as pizza is concerned, good dough is, um, is you know, organic ingredients. Uh, uh, to me, the perfect dough is crispy on the bottom, airy, chewy, gooey in the middle, and then topped with amazing toppings. Mm, I, that's the first time I've heard chewy gooey in the middle, but I just I love that so much. <laughs> just some chewy, you know, people like texture. They like to feel like they're chewing something. Sometimes pizza can be too airy to the point that it's dry. And that's for some people. To me, that's not good. That's not what's good, though. <laughs> what's good, though, is something crispy, chewy, it's some texture. Nah, I like the way you're describing it for sure. Yeah. How'd you get started in pizza? Um, it's a very, very good question. I, so I've listened to your podcast. I, I really enjoy the show. This is like part of my personal journey into pizza. If you guys don't know, I'm a stand-up comedian. That's like my profession since 2010. It's been my full-time job. And, um, in March, 2020, you know, me and the rest of the artists in the world found out how, how much, how non-essential our job is. Okay. You can't be a performer in a pandemic, I found out. So I, I was off the road. I have a son, so I was just full-time dadding it every single day and not touring. I just felt I wasn't myself. I couldn't get my art out. You know, I, There was no artistic expression happening. And so in order to deal with that depression, if you will, I bought a Uni Pro and I just started making pizzas like 15, 20 at a time, like like every weekend since I got the oven. And I would give them to, to neighbors and friends. And my friends were like, almost immediately, you have to sell this. And I'm like, no, you know, I just started. And there are people that dedicate their entire life. This is an art, you know, people dedicate their entire lives to this. I'm just getting started. Um, I, I, there's no way I, I could sleep at night taking people's money for this. <laughs> this new right. pizza that I'm just following recipes out of books or whatever. Um, but that evolved, you know, like 20 pizzas every weekend minimum, like you get a lot of experience. And so I was, it took like four or five months and I was eventually talked into selling my pizzas. And so I just started popping up in friends' backyards and, and um, yeah, so I just, I started my own little pizza pop-up. I just had one this past Saturday and that's how I got into pizza, the rambly story. But I got into pizza because the pandemic took me off stages around the country and around the world. And so and so I put my artistic, um, just all my artistic purpose into the pizza. Wow, that's a huge change. I, I feel like I don't want to underplay the fact that you're a comedian. Like, you're not just at the local comedy club. You are everywhere, Yeah. right? Yeah. The reason why I reached out to you was... Um, Mike from Pizza in the Sack told me he saw you uh, with Joe Coy, which uh, yeah. yo Filipino <laughs> brother stand up. Like, what's up? You're 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 out yeah. there. Yeah, bro. Joe Coy's one of the one of the the homies. Like, he's I've toured with him. I tour with Angela Johnson, who's uh, from San Jose, um, and I've been around the world with Angela, and that's like a big part of um, our traveling on the road. Is like I'm a pizza. I would call myself a pizza enthusiast. My friends would call me uh, a pizza snob, a bougie-ass pizza person, but um, it is what it is. 
I, uh, I would travel every weekend. We'd be in a different city in the country or around the world. And I would Google like, what's the best pizza here? And I would take Angela to at least one place, but I would oftentimes go like three different pizza places in a day in a city just to like taste like what's the best pizza I can have in the world. And, you know, they come out with that list every year, like the hundred best pizzerias in America. Like my friend sent me that list one time and I'd been to like 55 of the hundred just from like all the travel doing stand up and like the curiosity to eat pizza. So I've been into pizza like as a fan of pizza, not a creator of pizza for many, many, many years since a kid. But (laughs) seriously, with my own money for many years. Cool. I mean, having the opportunity to travel the world gives you that opportunity to try out those good pizza places. What are you trying to recreate with your pizza at home? That's a good question. I I think what I'm trying to create with the, the pizza that I make is um, what I described with the first question. I just want something that's, that's, that's the perfect dough to me, which is crispy bottom, chewy in the middle, and, and then putting great toppings on on top and i'm just really kind of putting my point of view into the pizza and um like i'm i'm vegetarian so most of the pizza creations that i that i create are you know vegetarian pizzas um and and i'm in the very early stages of being a a pizza maker so i'm i'm uh using resources such as this podcast google i have I have like a handful of books at home that I've been reading, just like learning something new from like the guests on your show or, you know, videos I watch on YouTube and just applying that to my, to my art. Um, every day is kind of like that's, but the goal is to make that perfect pizza, get a recipe to make this perfect pizza. Dope. I I definitely fumbled that question when I said recreate, but you're essentially just creating like the perfect image in your mind and then trying to put it down on that canvas yeah, of pizza dough right for sure any for sure, influences sure. from places that you've eaten it or is it all just like no i know Ma, I, I know mal this is this is what i like no i'm i'm not uh i'm not arrogant enough to say that i know anything i love making pizza because it reminds me of stand-up and what i mean by that is like every time i make pizza i learn something new every time i go on stage i learn something new i tell people as it relates to coming to my shows, I'm like, my next show is my best show because I'm going to learn something from today and add it to my toolkit for tomorrow. And, and I feel the same way about pizza. Like every single time I listen to something new, um, read something new or just physically make the pizza, I learn with each pizza, like, and, and pizza making is like stand up in that it is it's down to the molecule, you know, like you have to weigh the ingredients. You can't just eyeball it. With stand up, it's down to words, you know, like a joke can be a banger or bomb based on word choice. And I've I've learned that from from experience, you know, like one one night this thing goes great. The next night I change a couple of words and it's crickets. Same thing with the pizza. It's like, you know, these toppings work. These toppings together do not work. Take, you know, what what was changed. Um, and so I I love that it just challenges me to to be to learn something every time I do it. Not only do I love the pizza, but I love learning, and that's what keeps me interested in it. Yeah, such a great point. I had one of the best pies that I made 
ever in my lifetime two days ago. It was so crispy. Nice. A little charred at the bottom. And I was like, I got to recreate this thing. And <laughs> <laughs> you know where this goes. I did. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And it's, it sucks. But you learn from those mistakes when you don't let the dough, you know, come to temp if you're taking it out of the fridge. And then hopefully mm-hmm. you apply it to next time. Yeah. Yeah. Small mistake. But the cool thing is, the cool thing about pizza is that oftentimes as the pizza maker, you know what the mistake was. Like you can you can trace it back to like, oh, you know, I didn't let the the dough come to room temperature or I knew that the stone was too hot, but I just put the thing in there anyway. Or, you know, it, the stone was too cold and I put it in there anyway. Like there was any number of mistakes that you make that you know you're making, but you're like, let's see what happens. And when you mess up, you know, <laughs> okay, I messed that up. Yeah. It's, uh, it becomes part of your fuck up bank and hopefully you don't yes. have to withdraw from that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> fuck up bank. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, wow. My day is made. I, that seemed like a natural laugh. So I'm good. I made a comedian <laughs> laugh today. <laughs> Fuck up bank is good though. I I have that in my head, but I just I've never named it. So now I have a name. Fuck up bank. When I go, it's like I've inspired I've inspired friends to get like a, a two different friends bought Uni Pros based on me making pizza, and I've seen them like I'll be at their place watching them do the pizza, and I'm like, mm, they're dipping into the fuck up bank right now, but they have no idea. And I could say something, and they wouldn't learn. Or I could just let them add this to their own fuck up bank, and that's what's gonna happen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> do, do you th- do you think it's like pretentious or like assholey to to point that out, or do you think it's like a teaching moment? What do you think? I mean, it's it's a little bit of both, but I don't know if you have this problem with your friends, but I have this um, I have this tone that that has been described as you know condescending. And so sometimes I'll just be trying to point out to help, but it sounds like, hey, you idiot, this is not the way. And it, I didn't say any of those words. But but so instead of creating a situation, if it's not life or death, I most of the time just I'll let the mistake happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I I have that too, where I think I'm helping people, but maybe I just shut up and I don't know try to think about it before speaking sometimes i just yeah. ramble and it comes out the wrong way yeah yeah totally totally and you don't want, want people to think you're a know-it-all um and i even if i say that like i don't know everything i just know what i know i know what i've learned and so i'm gonna try to teach you that but you know some people need to learn on their own facts yeah why did you choose the uni pro um i chose the uni pro because i'm a like I'm a pizza snob, right? It has to be wood fire. There has to be a fire element to me. I think I think um, I think that there's also an art to to maintaining a fire, like n- letting the fire tell you when it's fine, when it's not fine, and just knowing the signs of that. And I didn't want to mess around with pellets. I wanted to cut the wood. I like the whole process, so I wanted to be able to chop the wood and make the fire. Um, so I just steered clear of the pellet the pellet options um and all the gas options because the gas was cheating in my opinion um <laughs> it's just too easy you know what i mean just set the temp and it's like that takes a whole 
a whole element out of the pizza. No, no disrespect to anyone listening to this that has <laughs> any of the gas, <laughs> uni, codas, or whatever, you guys. But for me, I needed to do the fire. I needed it. Every, like, all the great pizza that I've had around the world has been from, like, wood-fired ovens. Definitely some from non-wood-fired ovens, but the ones that, like, stick out in my brain are the wood-fired ones. Mm. So after cutting up all that wood and, you know, getting blisters on your fingers and dealing with the gusty winds putting out your your fire, uh, do you mm-hmm. regret it? Or are you still, like, are you going to double down if, if you were to ever upgrade your oven? Oh, no. I, I um... I've already upgraded the oven um, because I I had to because the when I started doing my pop up um, the pizzas were selling out so fast and I couldn't like the volume was too much for the pro so I had to step up to something a little bit more insulated but I use the uni that's like my R and D oven now and every single time with the fire I do charcoal and wood now that like helps uh control some the temperature you know so it's less mm. um unpredictable um but yeah I I would go with the wood wood fire every single time it's definitely harder there's definitely a learning curve with it but I think at the end of the day it's like it makes a a more rustic a more true like product can you tell me about the charcoal and the wood? Um, how are you setting that up? Yeah. So, so yeah, I definitely started with just wood. Um, but the charcoal, the, the charcoal to me, the thing that, that is dope about it is it sets, it's good at getting like a base temperature for the stone on the uni because it's so hot, right? So I use um, lump charcoal just because, again, you guys, I like everything to be as difficult as possible. Like I could use briquettes, which are easy, um, you know, but the lump charcoal, it comes in different sizes. It's, it's uh, I don't know, it pops more. There's, you know, it's more rustic to me. So I just throw the, the, the lump charcoal into a chimney, get the coals going and just dump those into that, into the back, the wood area. And um, I let those heat up the stone for a little while. And then once I know I'm going to like be ready to start cooking pizzas, probably 10 or 15 minutes before I'm going to cook the pizza, I'll put in a couple of good size like oak chunks of actual wood. And those will start to burn and, and create their own coals, basically. And then and then once I'm actually cooking the pizza, I take smaller pieces of oak and throw that in there to get the flame going over the top. So I have the base with the lump charcoal. I have the second level with my my own like little oak chunks that are creating their own charcoal and then um, sort of sticks over the top to give me the, the cook on the top. Mm. That's my that's my Uni Pro process. Would wood not heat up the stone uh, as easily? Uh, what's the benefit of using charcoal over wood to kind of get that floor temp? In my experience, and I'm definitely not an expert, but just in my experience, the when you're using wood, it's um, the wood gets hot very fast and then comes down. And, and the uni oven is a smaller oven, so you can't really use thick pieces of wood to like burn and then then make like actual coals, right? Yeah. So what the charcoal does is since it's not burning and it's just hot, it just sits back there and it's it's more of a slow slow heat up process for the stone slow and consistent it's very hot but it's not like getting cold as fast as as wood is when it burns and then comes down that's just my logic cool 
I think that's super useful for folks. I think also one thing too is the control aspect of it. You know, wood gets super hot. If you have the charcoal there, you kind of keep it consistent. Am I gathering that correctly? Yeah, totally, totally. Even with like the, uh, the natural hardwood briquettes I have used and, and those are even more, those are easier to, um, predict. They're way more predictable, right? Because those, the lump, the, uh, the briquettes like put out a certain amount of heat. And so like I did tests where I was like, okay, 40 is too many, 20 is not enough. If I have 30 to 35 of those as like my, my bed, that'll get the stone warm at a at a slower rate and then i put the wood on top of that um yeah props to you trial and error (laughs) trial and error bro i'm half asian dude like i'm japanese and so counting and being precise is like a it's part of the culture (laughs) and so and so taking notes and and counting each briquette was like kind of a natural instinct to do Uh, that makes sense i mean i would just try to eyeball it and then wonder what i did wrong so <laughs> props to you i like that process <laughs> yeah so you upgraded your oven um mm-hmm. b- because things were going well yeah man yeah i um yeah it was crazy going from like not believing that anyone would want to buy this pizza to i had i had like um 30 is kind of where i'm most comfortable as a max output for for my pop-up and the reason why that number which I figured out the hard way how to get to that number is um, is I'm living. So the pandemic took me off tour out of performing and it also moved me into the country. So I live an hour outside of San Diego. So when I pop Mm -hmm. up, I'm going to my friend's house in San Diego, different friends houses and popping up in their backyard and delivering the pizzas to the street. And so I need time for setup and breakdown and that takes away from the cook time. Um, and so 30 is like a good amount where I'm not just like slam, slam, slammed all day and I can give each pizza the time and the, the attention that it needs. Um, but yeah, I, I bought a, uh, another wood-fired oven. I bought a, a Maximus Arena. So it's still portable, fits in the car, but it's a bit beefier than the, than the Uni that I was, the, the, than the Uni Pro. So far... No complaints with that oven? Any feedback on that? No. I, lo- I love it. So so in picking an upgraded oven, I I uh, I don't know. Something in my soul told me that I wanted an Italian oven. You know, pizza's an t- Italian food. It's like, I want to get an Italian oven. And it was all, like, because of the aesthetics and, like, and the, re- the reputation of just that country for making pizza since it started there. I'm like, well, the ovens must be the best there. If you're going to, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted a cool looking Italian oven. They cost a yeah. lot of money. Right. And I had a very specific budget because again, I'm not touring. So I didn't have a ton of money. And my fiance helped me create like a choice matrix, I think is what it's called. And so she weighted all these questions about the oven, like, you know, how many pizzas does it fit? Uh, how heavy is it? Like all these, how much does it cost? Like all these different variables and had me answer all these questions. And uh, the uh, the Maximus Arena won. 
And to be honest with everybody, that was my least favorite oven, like just aesthetically. I didn't think it looked cool, <laughs> but I put it on the list because it fit the, 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 the price criteria and the, the size criteria, but I didn't want it to win. And so when it won, I was bummed out. <laughs> There's the least amount of information on the internet about that oven as opposed to all the other options. And when that one won, my fiance was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I didn't want this one to win. It's, <laughs> I don't like it. It's from Portugal. I don't know if they have pizza in Portugal. You know, like, how do I know if this is going to work? And then she's like, okay, we can add more questions to the thing and see. And But just so everyone knows, this oven won by like a landslide, like the next uh the the next closest oven was like like half the point value away so this was the clear winner and and we added more questions and the thing went higher it was like this is the oven you need and and i got it and i have to be honest with you guys i love it it's worth the money and and yeah it's awesome a choice matrix that's a ra that's a very rational way of deciding for it's totally a, unemotional a yeah totally unemotional dude that and she was so cold-hearted about it too and i was like well this one didn't it doesn't look good though <laughs> she's like but it does everything else you need and i'm like yeah uh, but but i want it to look cool what uh what were some other questions on that choice matrix for i mean for getting people to kind of apply that into their own lives yeah so for me i needed the oven to be portable so it had to be under 200 pounds so me and my fiance could lift it in and out of the car. Uh, number two, I don't own a truck, so it had to fit in a Prius. And so size was a was an issue. Um, I wanted the, the fire stones to be at least an inch thick. That was that was one of the things on there. And it had to um, I wanted the floor space to be at least two feet. I think that's what I. Yeah. The, the size of the oven floor and it had to be wood wood burning and that was the other thing it had to be a wood wood burning oven and i forget what the other the other questions were non-pizza related that she came up with and i was like well okay we can add these questions but I, technically this is like the stuff that i need it to do bare bones and it won dude it won by a landslide and and I took myself out of it. I took some humble pie and was like, well, if this is what the no. this matrix says, if this is what it says, then I'm going to trust it because I answered all these questions and this is the one that is the top choice and, and, uh, and it ended up being right. I'm so lucky today. I, I had two really good pizza puns today. That humble pie and someone said for the first time I've never heard, try not to be too needy. And I was like, yo, <laughs> today is fire. <laughs> um why uh, just out of curiosity, I mean wouldn't have wouldn't it have been more cost effective and um yeah, wouldn't it have been more cost effective and maybe just as easy to to have doubled down on uni pro and just get two of them yeah but i was looking for the i was looking for the the insulation the the mm. the, the dance of keeping the fire at the temperature like keeping the stone at the temperature that i want it to be at which is like i cook the pizzas between um between seven and eight hundred degrees it's like my spot like kind of six six eighty to 780 that's like the range right and to get that temperature dialed in 
exactly on the on the uni is a it's it's a dance it's like a very precise dance you know it's like a jabberwocky's like very precise dance to get it right there and to do and to do a bunch of pizzas like if i'm just doing one or two pizzas at home that's fine that's why i use it at home still for like when i'm uh choosing new like trying to create pizzas um but in a pop-up situation i was like I was having to make like 10 or 15 extra doughs because I was either going to burn the thing or the, the doughs were coming out undercooked if I was doing a couple in a row, you know, like I couldn't get the temperature um, exactly where I wanted it. So that's why. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's, a, it's too many variables as it is. What you're saying is for the Maximus Arena, it, it would have just been, it would have allowed you to dance a little bit more smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. More freestyle. <laughs> love it yeah i had I had never even <laughs> i'd never even heard about that oven before i and I, when you when you posted it i was like i've never even seen this before that's really cool yeah yeah man and um that was that was another one of my issues with buying it was haven't seen it it doesn't pop up like the alpha ovens or the uni ovens or you know Il Fornino ovens, like there's all these, I know too many ovens now, um, <laughs> but uh, there was no information, but it checked all the boxes. And so I just took a chance because the price was actually right as well. So um, it worked out. Great. As long as it works yeah. out for your specific situation. Totally, totally. So going back to your pop-ups, I heard you say earlier that you're going to a friend's house. Are they just open arms slide through give me a pizza are they charging you what's that situation (laughs) like i mean what kind of friends do you have bro (laughs) (laughs) hey come over to the house and pop up but you gotta pay rent what (laughs) are we friends or not (laughs) no for real for real yeah (laughs) no i pop up so i pop up in my best friend's uh backyard and her house is like very central San Diego, so it's it's a very good location. And then I pop up at another very good friend's backyard, and I pick these two friends because they both have kids, and my son's gonna be two tomorrow, and so he's in the same age like group as as like all the those two families' kids, so they play. Um, and since we've been isolated for a year, it's like we you know, he hasn't been very socialized. Like he hasn't, he, he sees me, his mom and my mom, and that's it. And so any opportunity to get him around other kids and, and be social is, a is I'll take it. And so that's why I picked those two. And then the, the one for my best friends, uh, she's like just down, like we're homies for 20 plus years. She's down to help with anything. And she's also interested in pizza. She loves cooking. So she helps like turn the pizzas while I'm stretching and topping. And so I have a extra set of hands, which is nice over there. Um, But yeah, that's, that's the main reason why I picked those two is family element. And then they're both central locations. So like people all over San Diego can come get the pizzas. Who's your customer base? So I'm very lucky with this, with the, with my pop-up I've noticed is that, um, a lot of the people coming are like stand-up fans. Like that's who was buying the pizza at the very, at the beginning. Like people would show up to pick up their pizza wearing like my merch 
and like coming to get the pizzas and it was like in the pandemic obviously they hadn't seen me on stage so it was like almost a way to do a meet and greet and just kind of like you know touch each other so to say like hey you know we're we're gonna be okay we're you know we could still interact this way you know if not if i can't come see your show i'll come check out your pizza and and that bothered me in a way because i i have low self-esteem and so i was like dude i don't want charity you know like i'm making this pizza and i'm putting i'm putting my you know my heart and soul into this because i i love pizza and i'm and i'm proud of this so that's the only reason why i'll accept your donation for it but um but what i noticed is that after the first couple i was getting repeat customers and they were ordering more and food is one of these things that it doesn't matter how much you like the person making it if the food sucks you're not going back and so that was really an affirmation for me is when people were like yo like they're not they're the like the regulars are snapping the pizzas up so fast that it's hard to like grow the the business because i'm only selling so many and they're getting them before anyone else could get them so like i said the pizzas are selling out i had one sell out in 17 minutes like they're under an hour and i'm sold out and people are on the instagram like hey the website is down and i'm like no it's sold out i took the website down so be quicker next time they're like jordan's (laughs) dude (laughs) it's like (laughs) they're like it's crazy and 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 I'm I'm proud of that. I'm pr- I'm proud of I don't know. I'm just proud to not be taking advantage of people. That I'm very concerned with that in my in any aspect of my art is like I'm putting my heart and soul into it, and I'm giving you something that I would I would buy myself. And so and so that's I know it's um that's a that's very important to me. And so it's it's nice to see it um, seeing it pay off every time I pop up. Yo, that is so real. I mean, like you could easily sell an opportunity to meet Mal and, 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 oh yeah, get a pizza too. Um, but the fact is that you're, you're, you're standing behind your pies. Like this is something that you yourself would buy and and you yourself are a a pizza snob. And so it's, it's really cool that you're put, you're trying to put out the best product out there. Do you have people who are just like, fuck, you should stick to comedy or is it all pretty? <laughs> like they started a Yelp page just to give me one star. No, I, I <laughs> imagine it's impossible. Comedy, <laughs> no, it's uh, I I have so I've reached out to I did a survey. I did a I did an anonymous survey. Ooh. I told you I'm very like I'm very like I want to be honest with with myself. You know what I mean? And and since I've started out with fans, like already, they already like me. So I'm already, you know, ahead in the, in this game. And, but I wanted them to, you know, feel like they could give me honest feedback about the pizza. So I did an anonymous survey that I created on Google forms or something. And I sent it out just asking questions about like, would you get it again? What was, what stuck out to you is like the most memorable part about the pizza. What would you change? Like all just a quick survey and and all of there was like the only negative feedback was like oh you like i didn't have toppings that they wanted or i put on the menu no substitutions and they would like some substitutions but i don't i don't fuck with substitute i'm not a restaurant (laughs) 
<laughs> and if That's I real. was a restaurant, <laughs> right, I love restaurants when you go in there and it says no substitutions because that's the chef telling you, hey, I know what the fuck I'm doing and this is going to be great. And if yeah. you don't, if you don't like what is on this list right here, um, you could pick it out yourself or you could order <laughs> from the rest of the menu and find a combination that pleases you. But I'm not changing what we're doing right. back here. Right. And um Starbucks fucked it up for America with the <laughs> we'll make it a million times until you're happy. And now you have people going into Starbucks. Can I get a 19 pump vanilla chai to scoop? Like, how do you know? How do you know? They figured it out. Just take it how it comes. Um, but the feedback was was there was nothing glaringly negative that made me feel like, you know, people are just doing me a favor. It was more, you know, people wanted more choice and more options. And so so yeah, it kept me going. I am sort of like you in a way where it's like, I just think that, uh, how did you describe it earlier? Like, did you say you belittle yourself or your, um, I have low self-esteem about it. Low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do too. I, I put out, and I applaud you for putting out the anonymous survey. It's a great way to get feedback. And I'm just like, tell me the bad stuff out of it. You know, yeah. like give me the negative. That's how we grow. I like as, as comedians, like especially that I, le- I learned that from comedy, you know, it's like, like if I, if you come see my show and I kill, like that's great. It's an amazing experience that you had, but I didn't learn as much. There's no way I could learn a ton from a, a, a great set. But when you come to my show, hopefully it's not every time and you see me up there struggling. That's me like taking some chances and learning something new and making myself a better performer. Um, but you have to get the honest feedback. And in comedy, like you get honest feedback because if what you're saying is not funny, people aren't giving fake laughs. They're going to mm-hmm. be silent or they're going to, you know, try to huckle you, do something and, you know, and something like that. But in food, you know, people just won't order again. So you don't know what you did. It's just like, OK, but right. With the survey, to me, it's like, hey, tell me, be real. And people are, I feel like they're put their feelings on the on the paper, and I, yeah, I felt good about it. Yeah, they have no excuse not to. It's anonymous. Like, just be real. Yeah. You're not gonna, mm-hmm. you're not gonna hurt my feelings. And people like being negative too, so they would just go. You know, people will take the opportunity to slam you, <laughs> especially when it's anonymous. Go yeah. into the comments on Instagram. Like, <laughs> oh, you'll damn. see what people do. You know what I mean? Like that's where you know people. The evil is behind the behind that keyboard. I see him on YouTube comments. People are just assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's this one thing I heard in comedy where you know people practice for their big shows by going to small little shows, like more local like audiences, and trying. Like earlier, you said you iterate, right? And and you try to figure out yeah. what words work. Did you do any yeah. of that with pizza? My friend owns a catering business. And he um, he sells pizza at a, or he sells his barbecue at a BMX track. And he's like, they want pizza. Can you come and do pizza? And I was like, I'm not a business dude. Like I don't feel comfortable. And he was like, just he kept asking me because he said he would like buy from the pop up and then eat it in front of me and be like, hey, <laughs> can you make this at my thing? Yeah. And I'm like, like finally I said yes. And the reason why I said yes. Um, is because I wanted, it was an opportunity to get feedback from people that don't know me mm. at all. You know mm. what I mean? Like when I started doing stand up, I would invite all of my friends to all of my shows. And I 
didn't really have many bad shows because my friends were just giving giving me the love regardless of what I was saying, which is what you think you should do for your friend, but it's very detrimental to the process. So I once I realized that, I stopped inviting my friends and I started learning more and getting funnier faster. And so I told him, yeah, I'll do this pop-up with you just to see what I can learn from from people that don't know me. And so I just made a small menu, just cheese, just pepperoni. And I wanted to see if the crust, like the crust is a big deal and see how strangers responded. And I had multiple people come up and say it was the best pizza they've ever had, which that's a a tremendous compliment that I have had to teach myself to take because I don't know if your low self-esteem does this to you, Idrif, but when people tell me, oh, this is the best pizza I've ever had, I'm like, well, maybe you haven't had enough good pizza because (laughs) 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 because I hate myself a little bit. But it is good pizza, and I know it is good pizza, but in my mind, I'm like, it's not the best pizza. This is the best pizza you've ever had? Okay. I guess I'll take My fiance's like, you got to take a compliment, dude. They wouldn't come and tell you if they didn't really, really enjoy it. I'm like, okay. And she's like, stop judging their lives. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My bad. My bad. Um, But yeah, so, so yeah, so that's. I went there and got more honest feedback from people like my fans already like me. Those people don't know me. And so they gave me the real. That's a great story. Yes. I get that. <laughs> I get that enough times. And I'm just like, really though? Like I, yeah. I know I, I know I fucked up somewhere, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Uh, okay. So where, where do you want to take, you know, Mal Hall's Mal Hall is Hall, right? Mal Hall's pizza. Party. Yeah. Mal, Mal Hall. So, so again, I, not again, I haven't said this, but when I got the Uni Pro, I had no intention of selling pizza. It was just a way for me to, to get through the pandemic with, with a food that I truly love that I wasn't able to get around the country right now. Um, and now that the pop-up is like taken off, um, I don't know. I think I'm just going to keep letting it grow slowly and not put any expectation on it as to like, there's no plan for it. I'm just going to see, I'm going to let it evolve naturally. Um, and, and yeah, just see what happens because eventually like the world is opening up again here pretty soon and I'm going to be touring. And so I think it's going to be, I think the pizza party, the pizza pop-ups are going to be a amazing thing, um, to, to have once or twice a month when I'm at home, like weekends where I'm not on the road or whatever, like a way for me to still stay in, in this passion but while still giving it respect because I don't want to do a thing where it's like I pop up every couple of months. That means I'm not really making pizza all the time. I'm not really getting better. It's just, I'm, I don't know if that makes sense to you. Like I want to make sure that I'm really dedicating myself to, to my pizza craft. And I know that I'm going to have to give that a certain amount of time, but I also have to give stand up a certain amount of time um, to be honest to both of them and true to both of them. So I'm going to have to find that balance. Um, but I definitely don't see me not making pizza and there's enough people that, um, like want to help and want to, to want me to create like something that's semi-permanent, like something that they can set their calendar to, um, that kind of keep me going. So Hmm. I like the, you know, let's, just let it go and, and see where, where it happens kind of vibe. It, it can alleviate some of the pressure. Um, but I also, 
you know, respect the fact that you don't want pizza to be an afterthought after comedy, you know, starts back up again. You want to continue you know, learning and growing with it. Is it unthinkable to bring your ovens on tour with you and see that's a, have that that's vibe going a, on? That, that's a great question. And that's definitely something that I'm, um, I'm considering. Um, so I tour, I tour with some big name comedians as like the main support act, but you know, the, the dream and the goal with standup is to, for me to be the headlining act. Right. And so as I build towards that, it's like, it's a very, it's, I don't know. It's very much, uh, I'm just trying to, I'm building my own community of fans. Right. And my fans have previously to me making pizza. They've known that I love pizza. Like I'll get tweets or DMS of like every city we go to check out this pizza place. Like they know I'm here for the pizza. And so I'm, I'm toying around with the idea of like doing like a pizza party tour or whatever, like figure out where I can go and pop up in certain cities and do maybe do the show on Saturday. And then the pizza is on Sunday type situation, or people have said, why don't you do the show? And then afterwards, like you're making pizza after the show. And I'm like, cause that's too much work. That's like a lot. Like people don't understand that making the pizza is a lot. It's the prep. It's then the, you're back bending down, looking into this oven for X amount of hours. So I would definitely yeah. want it to be, something separate but i think that could be cool that would definitely set you know i've never heard of a tour like that before where it's like you go see your favorite band and then the next day they're grilling out because they love grilling it's like i'm into it so it is a possibility so i could do both but i'm gonna focus on each one separately until that opportunity gets here yeah i like what you said you know it's a lot to host a pop-up and i don't know if this is you but the day before my pop-up leading up to the week before my pop-up i'm thinking about that thing and if you're you know performing on stage um at the level you are i'm sure you have to be laser focused and and i'm sure that the way you approach pizza you also have to be laser focused and so i can imagine it being hard um but i can also you know uh like you kind of said earlier there is a possibility and, and possibilities are typically endless yeah for sure for sure yeah it's to be good at it, you have to be laser focused, and 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 to me, it shows that you care. That to stress yourself out the night before leading into the the pop up, like you know, people that were doing a half ass job sleep really well the night before a mm. pop up or before a big show. To me, um, yeah, you have to have some level of anxiety because that's that's you telling yourself that you care about what you're about to do. And so, yeah, I definitely have the anxiety before the pop-up, even like at the beginning. So like I did, I popped up on Saturday and, and my friends kind of know when I'm in the zone now, they don't try to talk to me. Cause like when I'm really getting the, getting the rhythm at the very beginning, it's like, it's like, I'm checking everything to make sure everything is right. Like, Hey, don't touch anything. Don't ask me any questions. I need to make sure that everything is, is right. Because if people are giving you money, for any art that you're doing, you should care about their money. They worked for it. So that goes for the comedy and the pizza. It's like, I'm going to make sure this is right. And if it's not right, it's not going out. Love that. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I want to try some rapid fire questions with you. Um, just, you know, short answers if, if that's okay. What type of flour do you use? Stop rambling, Mal. Cool. 
cool. Cool, cool, Idra. If you could please keep it to two sentences, Mal. Cool, cool, cool. No, uh, I should never. <laughs> I'm never going to ask these questions again. <laughs> no, rapid fire is good. Rapid fire is good. I use um, I use all Trumps right now. Tomato? What tomatoes you use? Uh, tomato, tomatoes. I use Stanislaus and I use uh, Bianca uh, DiNapoli tomatoes. Kind of cheesy. And the reason why. Yeah, the re- the reason why I'm using those two um, tomatoes is because I'm trying to figure out if I could taste a difference. They're both so so good that it's hard to like to for me to taste a difference. Um, and I have a friend that owns a restaurant, so it's easier for me to get um, the uh, the Stanislaus tomatoes from him. And so while I have the access, I'm just like doing some R and D. Gotcha. Um, the cheese that I'm using, I just started. Because I listened to one of your other episodes and the, they were talking about locally sourced ingredients and that really spoke to me. Um, and we don't, I don't, I haven't done research on local dairies in Southern California. I don't think we really have them. Like, this is not where cheese comes from. Actually, California cheese. But it's like, when I was on tour in 2019, I, I uh, went to this dairy in Wisconsin, a very small dairy. And the guy was telling me about like, oh, you know, we make the cheese right down the road and we have this, this and this. And after that episode, I forget who it was I listened to. I was like, I'm going to reach out to that dairy and see if they could send me some, you know, some cheese. And so it's called Decatur Dairy out of Wisconsin. And so I'm using their mozzarella now and their Havarti. And um, yeah. OK, so it's the local to America. I, was gonna, I didn't want to comment on it, but thank you. <laughs> I was like, did you really get something from the episode? <laughs> Local to the country. Gotcha. <laughs> there you go. And um, if you had one topping to finish your pizza with, what would that be? To finish? <sighs> That's a good one, because I, I, um, I like a good dusting of uh, pecorino romano is good to 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 finish a pizza i've also been i comfy garlic for a few of my pizzas and so that a nice drizzle of that comfy garlic oil is always great and and mike's hot honey is also a a go-to so to answer your question i rambled <laughs> You're a jerk to yourself and to me. I asked you for one. <laughs> yeah, and I realized after I gave you the second one, I was like, he wanted short answers. And I was like, well, it's all I'm good. on to the it's third one already. <laughs> I, I, I always end the show with these two questions. What is one mistake that people should avoid in the pizza business? Um, I think one mistake that can be avoided, and this is something I've learned from... Uh, my myself making pizza and from just traveling and eating a ton of pizza is like not listening to feedback. You know what I mean? Like your customer is your audience and they will tell you when it's amazing, but you have to also listen to them when they're telling you that they don't like something. And I think that's like, uh, that's like, yeah, that's a mistake people could avoid. Feedback is super important as we've established. And I think just to kind of piggyback on that, it's like, People are going to tell you a bunch of things. You should listen to some of them. Um, But also, if it doesn't sound right, try to get somebody else to kind of understand where that feedback is coming from to see if it's genuine. Because they, the person that's telling you this could be wrong. But if you ask another person and that that they kind of double down on that feedback, 
okay, maybe it's something I can listen to. But sometimes it pays off to like, you know, bet on yourself too. A a thousand percent. You should all, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to make the the decision. But um, if you hear, if you hear the same answer, the same response multiple times from different people that aren't connected, that's probably something you should listen to. And you have to, you have to, did I say humble pie earlier? I did. You have to be able to, to, to take that ego shot and change sometimes. And I think that's, that's like a big deal. For sure. And Mal, what do you want to leave the audience with today? Um, just leave you guys with, with, um, some positivity, laugh and support, support artists. And they don't have to be local artists, support independent artists is what I would say. And, and that's something, that's something that I, I can appreciate personally. And I know that I you can appreciate that as well. Um, and in this time, uh, where we haven't been able to really go out and support businesses and artists, I think it's very, um, it's very uplifting to see. I've been shared a bunch of different artists like in this past year, uh, because artists have been just sort of stuck at home creating their art in a, in sort of a bubble. And the fact that if you're a fan of something or someone, do your best to tell like five or 10 people because that artist will appreciate it more than you know. And the, the, the power of, of word of mouth is still a thing that exists in this country. Like you don't have to go viral to get the word out. You can tell 10 people and that's viral on a very small level because people, um, people, consider the the recommendations from their friends at the utmost you know firsthand experience people really appreciate and if you could do that for an artist of any kind i think that's that's how we can um make ourselves better as a community for the rest of this year and just going forward mal thank you so so much for being on the show you were hilarious you educated me and i am so 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 invested in your journey i hope to see you kill it both in the comedy side of things and in pizza of course to you the listener was good though i hope you love that episode as much as i did and if you did you already know what to do three things find mal on instagram say what's up to him and let him know what's good though number two Share that thing. Share that episode with your friends, families, and loved ones. Because like we mentioned, word of mouth, yo. Check that out. And then three, please, please, please leave me some feedback. There are multiple ways to do that. Apple Podcasts, uh, ratings, surveys in the show notes. All anonymous, by the way. You could drop a comment if you're listening on YouTube. Or you can DM me on Instagram at what's good doe. Other than that, I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for being here. Stay to the very end. You can hear me and Mel, you know, say our goodbyes. Other than that, till next time, peace. Damn, man. This, that, that answer was everything. And this conversation I, turned out so much better than I could have ever asked for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to learn from you appreciate you yeah thank you thank you for what you do for the the pizza community you know you you allow a lot of uh pizza artists that um whose voice wouldn't be heard all around the world you give them a platform to teach pizza lovers like me the ins and outs um 
of the of the business but it's it's really not even the business i think people that love pizza uh love your podcast because it's well i'll say why i love it the the thing that that really got me hooked to your podcast is you seem like just a friend and you're asking the questions that a friend would ask and so it's it you don't seem like uh you're coming from a, a place of of arrogance at all it's more just like Hey, I'm chilling in the backyard with some friends talking about pizza. We all love pizza, and this guy has a little bit more knowledge. So if he could give us a few tips, then I, like my pizza game is going to get better. I know you say that in your intro, and you're you're nailing it. So um, yeah, thank you for what you do. We all appreciate it. Yeah, it's crazy that um, pizza uh, Mike from Pizza in the Sack uh, recommended me to come on here. Like the pizza community is unlike the comedy community which is like it's a very open community i've learned this year um like people are very forthcoming with knowledge about like hey this is what i do this is you know comedy is a it's a very held tight kind of art you know um so yeah so mike from pizza in the sack i had no idea i just found him through the uni hashtag and then um mike from rose rose hill sourdough i reached out to him after your episode and it turns out like he used to listen to me on this on the radio station in San Diego that I used to work for, and and so now we just like I'm making sourdough crust, and he's like like we we chat like we text back and forth now about sourdough, and it's like very very cool. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. Have a good hey, night. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Look forward to to more episodes. <laughs> appreciate you. Later. Take care. Bye.